Father, I pray right now by your mighty Holy Spirit, lock people in to give you their best and full attention, their focus, to get this in their spirit. Lord, I pray that they will have retention. Help us to, to really have eyes to see and ears to hear. In Jesus' my name, we thank you for it now. All right, what I felt, and everybody to hear me, please really get this tonight. What I felt the warning of the Lord was that as there's going to be great breakthroughs in the coming year or so, I felt a year, nine months, something like that, that there would be a real move of the Lord, a sovereign move of the Holy Spirit, angels on assignment, that there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs. So people are going to experience great breakthroughs where things that have been around them, like cement, are going to be destroyed and removed. It's like a shedding of the old snake skin. You guys remember what I talked about. And I feel that'll be over this next year. Um, specifically, there's about a nine-month preparation that that's going to be going on. While that's going on here, that's a sovereign move of the Spirit. It's going to be very powerful inside River of Life. Um, God's going to be at work to the north, south, east, and west also, preparing things in that area for growth and increase in what He has. So that's what's coming, but what I felt is is that the enemy would maybe try to re-strategize, okay? Because things that have worked in the past are not going to work, okay? Let's just pick just out just random things. Let's say that used two people had struggles in their marriage, and the, and the devil would just hit that button, you know? Or maybe somebody had a struggle with lust, and the devil would hit that button. Or somebody used to have an inner healing issue, and so they'd be easily offended, real sensitive, or whatever, and the devil would just pick at that. It's like God's going to deal with those things. So that's not going to work anymore. Are you following me? So the enemy is going to have to re-strategize and try to figure out how he's going to try to attack. And that's just the way it is. So what I felt was that I need to share some things because I feel like the enemy might try to attack in this way, possibly. But if we pray, now listen, anytime I say this, it's important that whenever words go forth, you got to understand that if there's an attack that's coming, you can pray and completely block that thing. It won't even happen, okay? So don't think that it's just imminent and no matter what you do, it's going to take place. That's not necessarily true, okay? So, but I am saying this. I am saying that I feel like the enemy would try this. And so one of the things that concerns me is, is that everybody is on the same page about some attacks that would try to come through a religious spirit. The, the devil has really attacked in the past really strong with the Jezebel spirit big time. That's been probably number one. Number two has been Leviathan. And that's been a big attack. Because those are spirits that come against revival. But this third one has not been so bad yet. And the reason why is because it just seems like that they, they don't stick around very long. But I'm dealing with religious people, okay? And But listen, I, don't be surprised if this didn't come up. So here's some things that I, I really feel I need to share with you, and I really you need to... What I'm trying to say is this. Six months from now, you still need to remember this. A year and a half from now, you still need to remember what I'm going to tell you. Tonight. You need to really get this down in you because the religious community knows how to use the Bible, but they use it with their twist. And they know how to use it to try to kill a move of God. And there's a spirit behind it. So when you're dealing with a person that, that is under the influence of a spirit... It's not just a natural conversation. There's something that's behind it that's empowering that evil conversation to try to come against you, okay? And it can be very subtle. I mean, it can seem that they're so sweet and all this, and they're so loving, and, and, and they have such good intentions, but the whole time they're totally being used as a demon to try to destroy a move of God. 
So you've got to discern it. But here's the one I wanted to talk about tonight. I'll make these real short. One is on tongues. Religious people don't like tongues. Let's everybody say that together. Religious people do not like tongues. Amen. They do. I'm telling you, that is something they do not like. Okay? And you're just going to have to settle it within yourself that I am a spirit-filled person and I speak in tongues. And that means religious people are going to be very uncomfortable with tongues. I don't know why, but they, I think I do know why. The demon doesn't like the tongues. The religious demon does not like tongues, okay? So here's what I want you to understand. I want everybody please, please hear me tonight because you need to know this because this will probably come up. It has come up already several times. All right. There's a difference between your personal prayer language and the message in tongues. This is where the religious people just don't get it. And the reason that they don't get it is because, number one, they're probably not baptized in the Holy Spirit. So they don't have a prayer language. They've probably never given a message in tongues. And there's even a possibility that they've never even been in a service where it's happened. But yet they read a little something and they think they know. You know what I'm saying? Now, how many knows that somebody goes to medical school and they can read all these books and they can see it, but until they have hands-on training... They're never going to be put in a position. Do you see what I'm saying? Just because somebody reads about something and they think they got it, until you experience and operate in it, you're not going to fully understand. And that's where they're at. They don't get it. So you're going to have to get it within yourself that that there's going to be this truth that is going to be established in you so that you're not affected by when they come in and they start criticizing tongues because that's what the religious people do. So number one, your prayer language is something that is very powerful. And I can tell everybody right now, listen, let's pray in the Spirit. And every one of us can start praying in the Spirit. Okay? Let me show you a few scriptures. Mark 16, 17 says, These signs will accompany those that believe. That's everybody that believes. It's not limited to one or two people here and there. It says these signs follow all, everybody that believes. What are those signs? You'll drive out demons in Jesus' name. That means the potential is there for Christians to drive out demons. It means you don't have to have some special gift, some special endowment from the Lord, that you're this chosen one that can drive out demons. No, it's for everybody that believes. And it also says these signs will follow them that believe. They will speak in new tongues. And they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So these are not things that are limited to certain people. It's for all who believe. Now follow me. This is important that you know the scriptures to back up what we believe. Okay. So this is for everybody. You as a Christian can drive out demons, speak in new tongues, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Okay. And let me give you another scripture. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were together in one place. Suddenly there came from heaven, Acts chapter 2, the noise like a violent rushing wind. It was filled, filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributing um, themselves and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they all spoke in tongues. Okay? And then Peter said this in verse 38, whenever the people were gathered, 
what is this? You know, and Peter said, listen, he said, repent each one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you, your children and all who are far off as many as the Lord our God himself would call. <clears throat> so that's for everybody. Are you seeing this? It wasn't like there were one or two people on the day of Pentecost that got the gift of tongues, you know, and they had no, it was for, why? Because this is your prayer language. There's a difference. This is your prayer language. Now, let me explain now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the gift of the message of tongues that you give in a service. Now, the Apostle Paul said, things need to be done decently in order. You've probably never seen it not decently in order, so let me give you an example. Let's say that during the worship time, we're all worshiping the Lord and we're into it, and all of a sudden somebody pops up, and they start yelling at the top of their voice a message in tongues. It just disrupts the service. And then I'm trying to preach, and somebody else pops up, and they start yelling a message in tongues. You know, And it's just disruptive. It's not, that's what Paul was saying, don't do that. Because it should be decently and in order. Okay, But when you're dealing with a prayer meeting, for example, like tonight, it's decently in order whenever the pastor says intercessors start interceding and we start praying, that's the time to pray in the Spirit. That's in order. Amen? But there's a difference between your personal prayer language and as, as you intercessors are travailing in intercession, there's a difference between that, which comes out of your personal prayer language, there's a difference between that and the 1 Corinthians 12 gift of the Spirit that has to do with tongues. What the gift of tongues is in 1 Corinthians 12, not everybody has that. Okay? Everybody can be baptized in the Holy Spirit and everybody can have a prayer language, but not everybody is necessarily going to have the gift of giving a message in tongues. Now, I've given a message in tongues at times, and it's interesting because the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll give a message and Every time that I can remember that I've done that, my the message in tongues is a different dialect than my personal prayer language anyway. But I'll give a message, and it has a beginning, and it has an ending, and then there needs to be an interpretation as to what was said. And that's what Paul was saying. I mean, what you know, you're sitting there going along in a church service, somebody pops up and gives a message, somebody pops up, and it's disruptive, and then there's no interpretation, and people come in, they're like, what in the world? What are they even saying? You know, that's not the way that it's supposed to be. But in a service, um, I've seen many times and where, you know, maybe it'll get quiet and all of a sudden somebody will give a message because the Holy Spirit's in it and then there'll be an interpretation everybody's edified by. Um, I remember one time when I was at a church service where the, the worship was going and the worship kind of got real soft because the Holy Spirit was moving in this way. And somebody gave a message in tongues. Somebody else gave an interpretation. And the interpretation caused a lost person that was in a balcony to run down and get saved. It was awesome. And so, listen, that's the difference. So you have your personal prayer language, but then also there's there's people that have the gift of giving a message in tongues in a corporate setting or whatever, and they'll release that at times when the Holy Spirit moves upon them. But it's not something, the gift of giving a message in tongues is not something you can turn on and off. It's when the Holy Spirit desires it to come. And there's got to be an interpretation. This is not the same thing as your personal prayer language. Are you hearing me? Please get this because this is the Bible and I can prove it. And the religious community does not understand it. 
And they don't like it whenever people are worshiping in tongues. They think everybody needs to be interpreting everything. That's not what the Bible is saying. It's not what it means. And I don't know that they're ever going to get it. Until they get baptized in the Holy Spirit and experience a prayer language, and they're in services and they experience when a message in tongues comes forth and they can tell the difference, until that happens, I don't think that they're ever going to get it. But you've got to get this established in you because I've had to deal with this, and many of you don't know this, but I've had to deal with this a couple times, actually, where somebody doesn't like tongues. You try to explain it to them. They might be open to it. A lot of people aren't. You know, but don't let it bring division in here. That's what I'm trying to get to. Don't let it bring division. If you have a question about it, come to me. Well, a lot of times these religious people, they don't like going to the pastor and asking a question. They like just sowing discord. They like going back like a little snake, slithering back somewhere and trying to cause division. And, and get they'll, It's like the spirit knows this person might be able to be vulnerable to this, and they'll go to that person and try to turn them, you know, and use the Bible. So it says this in the Bible. But there's a difference between your personal prayer language and a message in tongues because let me show you this and I'll close. The message in tongues says, Now to each one, the manifestation or the gift of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there's given a word of wisdom. To another person, there's given words of knowledge. To another one, the gift of healing. To another one, the working of miracles. And to another one, tongues. And to another one, interpreting. So, you read one portion of the scriptures that says, Peter says, this is for all of you. And then you read Paul over here going, well, this is just for some people. It's not the same thing. Your prayer language comes from the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it is for everybody. But the, the gift of giving a message in tongues for a corporate body is not necessarily given to everybody. Okay? Does everybody understand the difference? If you don't understand the difference, please talk to me because I want this to be solid. Okay? This is good, biblically sound teaching that you need to know because the religious community tries to come in and go, oh, you know, and start complaining about the tongues. I'm not ashamed of tongues, and they're not going to stop. I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to stop in this church, and ain't no religious person going to intimidate me or you either to shy back from tongues. Amen? All right. So here's, here's the last thing. Whenever you, in your own personal prayer language, you utter mysteries as you pray in the Spirit. Did you know Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all? Now, how could that be the gift of tongues? Because that only happens when the Holy Spirit moves in that way. No, that was his personal prayer language. He said, I pray in tongues more than you all. And the Bible says in Ephesians 6, to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Because that is so powerful because you're uttering mysteries. God's giving you revelation. The Holy Spirit is praying through you the will of God. It's part of your armor. Your discernment is being sharpened. It builds up your most holy faith. Amen. You're being strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit in your inner man. It brings refreshing. And Jesus said true worshipers will worship in spirit. So whenever people hear worshiping in the spirit, Jesus prophesied and predicted that there would come a day that true worshipers would worship in spirit and in truth. And he was prophesying that you guys would be able to worship in the spirit. And it wouldn't just be out of here. It would be out of your spirit to the Lord. And it's, and it's a worship in tongues, a lot of it. All right, so next week I'll deal with manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Man, that I'm not going to get into that, but let me tell you, the religious community don't like that falling and shaking stuff. They don't, they don't like that laughing. 
But the main thing is, tonight, they don't like tongues. They don't let the religious community stop the flow of tongues in your life. Seriously. You need tongues. It's important. All right.